Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. Welcome to part five of the eight-part breakdown and review of Tribes by Seth Godin, subtitled, We Need You to Lead Us. Tribes is a book about the, the new world of small, connected, motivated groups that want to work together to create a movement. There are tribes everywhere, and they're all looking for leadership. You are a leader. We need you. As per the previous four parts, uh, this tribes is written in short, sort of short 300, 400-word sections. So I'll hit you with the title of the best section and then give you the best bits from the best sections. So we'll start with the section titled Leaning In, Backing Off, Doing Nothing. Groups are essentially a lot of people standing around, waiting for something to happen. Leaders are the ones that figure out how to step into these vacuums and make things happen. A leader can push at every step of the way, or they can set the stage and then pull back. The one path that never works is the most common one, doing nothing at all. There may appear to be little difference between backing off and doing nothing, But the leader who backs off is making a commitment to the power of the tribe and is alert to the right moment to jump back in. Someone doing nothing is just hiding. Leadership is a choice. It's the choice not to do nothing. Lean in or back off, but don't do nothing. Curiosity. A fundamentalist is a person who considers whether a fact is acceptable to his religion before he explores it, as opposed to a curious person who explores first and then considers whether or not he wants to accept the ramifications. Curious is the key word. It has nothing to do with income, education, or organized religion. It has everything to do with the desire to understand, to try, and to push what is interesting. Leaders are curious because they can't wait to find out what the group is going to do next. The changes in the tribe are what are interesting, and curiosity drives them. The masses in the middle have brainwashed themselves into thinking it's safe to do nothing, which the curious can't abide by. It's easy to underestimate how difficult it is for someone to be curious. For 15 years of school, we were required to not be curious. The curious were punished. You don't just decide to become curious. You don't say a magic word and then suddenly something happens and you're you're curious. It's more of a 5 or 10 or 15 year process where you start finding your voice and finally you begin to realize that the safest thing you can do feels risky and the riskiest thing you can do is to play it safe. The plurality myth. If you want to win an election, you need slightly more than half the votes. But this rule doesn't apply to tribes. All you need to do is to motivate people who choose to follow you. Everyone else can ignore you or disagree or move on. You don't need a plurality. You don't need a majority. In fact, in nearly every case, trying to lead everyone results in leading no one in particular. Also, you get to choose the tribe you will lead. Through your actions as a leader, you attract a tribe that wants to follow you. That tribe has a worldview that matches the messages you're sending. Ultimately, people are most easily led where they wanted to go all along. 
The virtuous cycle versus the exclusive tribe. Some tribes work better when they get bigger. Facebook works because everyone uses it. Political parties work when they're in the majority. Some tribes do better when they're smaller, more exclusive, harder to get into. If your tribe thrives when it's small, you might ruin it by pushing it to grow. No one goes there anymore because it's too popular. That's the the common quip of the, the too popular place to go. It's always a choice, and it's your choice whether to go big or to be exclusive. Most people don't matter so much. Most people like the products they already have, so marketers ignore them. Most people work hard to fit in, so others don't notice them. Most people like eating at places they've been before. Most people would like the world to stay just as it is, but maybe a bit calmer. Most people are afraid. Most people aren't curious. You're not most people. You're not the target market for most marketers, and you're certainly not a manager. Not only aren't leaders most people, but the members of the most important tribes aren't most people either. You're not going to be able to grow your career or your business or feed the tribe by going after most people. Most people are really good at ignoring new trends or great employees or big ideas. You can worry about most people all day, but I promise that they're not worried about you. They can't hear you regardless of how hard you yell. Almost all the growth that's available to you exists when you aren't like most people and when you work hard to appeal to folks who aren't most people. Does the status quo ruin your day every day? How is your day? Are you stuck with the way things were instead of busy turning things into what they could be? Heretics have a plan. They understand that changing the status quo is not only profitable, but fun too. Being a heretic, an outsider, a rabble-rouser feels scary. So why would you bother? They burn heretics at the stake. They also drown them, denounce them, ignore them, and hang them from the rafters. Actually, I should have used the, the past tense. None of that is true anymore. Today, heretics make fortunes when their companies go public. Heretics are elected to parliament, and heretics are invited to speak on the biggest stages. Heretics not only love their jobs, but they get a private jet too. Today, heretics are too numerous to burn at the stake, so we celebrate them instead. The wrong question. Over the past five parts, we've talked a lot about leading a tribe. You're probably itching to ask exactly the wrong question. You might want to ask, so how do I do this? Or worse, how do I get my boss to let me do this? There's a method to make change without being burnt at the stake. Belief. No one anoints you as the leader. No one is going to listen to your idea for change. Just sagely nod their head and say, sure thing, go do that. Change isn't made by asking permission. Change is made by asking for forgiveness later. All you need is two things. The first thing you need to know is that individuals have far more power than ever before in history. The second thing you need to know is that the only thing holding you back from becoming the kind of person who changes things is this, a lack of faith. Faith that it's worth doing. Faith that failure won't destroy you. 
Our culture works hard to prevent change. We have long had systems and organizations and standards designed to dissuade people from challenging the status quo. But the world has changed a lot. There are heretics everywhere you look. There are more and more people, good people, people on a mission, people with ideas that matter, that are stepping forward and making a difference. We call heretics leaders, and the heretics are winning. You can and must join them. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com. Thank you.